Hello family of Grace, welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder Chapter Edition. And today we're going to look at Genesis chapter 18. And before we start off, as usual, let's start off with a word of prayer. Almighty loving God, I want to thank you for the gift of life, I want to thank you for the gift of provision, I want to thank you for the gift of everything. We want to apologize for where we have gone wrong, Father Almighty, in our thoughts and our actions and what we have done and what we are not yet done. We ask for your pardon, we ask for your forgiveness, we put all our plans, all our dreams, everyone unto your hands, Father, all those who are sick, may you heal them, may you continue providing for us. We always believe and trust in your mighty name and that of your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. Welcome, family of grace, another episode of Daily Grace with Alan, Wonder Chapter Edition, and today we're going to look at Genesis chapter 18. The three visitors, it's mainly about the three visitors who appeared to Abraham. And as usual, let's start off by reading. The three visitors. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so that you can be refreshed. Then go on your way, now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three sears of the finest flour. I need it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set this before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah, they asked. There in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to himself as she thought, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next season and Sarah will have a child. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh, but he said, yes, you did laugh. Abram pleads for Sodom. When the men got up to leave, they looked down toward Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then Abraham, then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations on earth will be blessed through him. 
for I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he promised him. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before God. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? The Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is 50 less than 50? Is 5 less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just one more time. What if only 10 can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left and Abraham returned home. Wow. So today we're basically looking at two stories. One, we seeing the story of the proclamation to Sarah, Abraham's wife. And also looking at the genesis of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. So, what do I learn today? What do I want to share with you today, briefly? The first thing that really hit me when I started reading this was verse 2. What does verse 2 say? Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. Key word here. He hurried. He hurried. He was fast. Hmm? He was not slow. He hurried. Like, personally, 
I feel so many times the Lord comes and ministers one way or another, and we are very slow to respond. We take our time. Amen. We do not leave our comfy zone. We don't. We always make the Lord wait for us and tend to rush to Him only when we have problems. I'm not going to lie. So many times when we have problems, that's when we hurry to the Lord. That's when we remember to run to the Lord. But in the seasons of joy and prosperity and everything, we either keep the Lord at a distance or we take our time. Some of us even just forget when you are in good times, even forget who is giving you that good time. But today, let us borrow a leaf from Abraham that when he was able to recognize the presence of the Lord and what did he do? He hurried he left what he was doing. Amen. Today, we have to learn to prioritize the Lord. Make the Lord a number one priority. Now, do not misjudge me. I'm not saying every day, every time, eh? You just be saying, okay, the Lord is my priority, so I'm not going to work, I'm not going to do this. No. Balance everything, but make the Lord your priority. Put Him first. Amen. Sacrifice some time for Him. Come in His presence. And the second thing that I really pick from the same verse still is the fact that Abraham was was able to recognize that the three men or from the presence of the Most High. You know, it's, it's not easy. Sometimes we do not even go to God because we fail to recognize His presence. And that's why I want us to start praying that God should give you the Spirit, the grace to always recognize Him. And we said from the very beginning that the Lord created mankind in His own image. If you really cannot still recognize the presence of the Lord in your neighbor, in your surrounding, then we have a long way to go. I want us to continue. Let's look at verse 4. Let a little water be brought, and that then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Like what does this, what does this, what message does this send to you? Amen. So having recognized the presence of the Lord in this man, what is Abraham doing? Abraham is inviting them to kind of wash their legs. So uh, in, the, in, the, in the Old Testament, this was like an act of respect and love. Allowing someone to wash their legs at your place and feeding them was an aspect of love. So after recognizing whom the three men were, Abraham is inviting them 
invite the Lord to your heart. Abraham does not mind. He does not say, my place is too dirty. He does not really. The only thing in his head is these people should come. I know so many times like we are caught up by guilt. We're caught up by guilt and we tend to distance ourselves from the Lord. But Abraham is telling you today, call on the Lord, invite him. Amen. And if you continue, verse 5, let me get you something to eat so that you can be refreshed. And then go on your way now that you have come to yourself. Very well, they said, do as you say. Amen. This shows that the Lord does not refuse anything we put for him. Just bring it to the Lord. Prepare something for the Lord. Prepare your heart. Prepare anything for the Lord. He's not going to refuse. He's not going to judge. You know, like those people who come to to visit you and eh, you, you give them food. They're hungry, but they don't want to eat. But then I'm fine. That's not the Lord. He's not like that. You invite him, he's going to come. Whether you prepare a posho, matoke, or you take for him hamburgers, hmm? chips, what he's going to eat. The question is, what are you preparing to the table? What do you bring to the table? What are you bringing for the Lord? That is the question. And if you read verses 6 and 7, So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three seals of the finest flour. Mark the word finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he went to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. Abraham looks for the best to bring to the table of the Lord. And I think from the previous story, you can try to bring to table what bringing the best to the Lord does for you. If you remember the story of Abraham, of Cain and Abel, if you remember the story of Noah, all these people always chose the best for the Lord. Let it be a trademark in you. Give the Lord the best of everything. Give the Lord the best of your time. Give the Lord the best of your sacrifice. Give the Lord the best. If you say you're going to do something for the sake of the Lord, and I told you that you know how God created each and every one of us in his own image. If you're going to help the needy, Help with the best heart. Don't just do it because you're doing it. Do it because you're doing it for your creator. Amen. And that's the difference. That's what is going to make us different from others. And then my favorite verse Actually, this whole thing, my favorite verse 
his word. My favorite verse is verse 14. And what does verse 14 say? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at an appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. So many times the Lord is telling us to trust the process and wait for his timing. But we tend to forget. We tend to doubt because it looks so impossible in the human eye. Not forgetting the Lord himself is not a human. Amen. Today, the Bible is asking us, is there anything too hard for the Lord? No, I can guarantee you nothing is hard, is too hard for the Lord. But I mean, fact that he created everything. There's nothing that is too hard for the Lord, period. Amen. Let's go to verse 19. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. The Lord fulfills his promises. That's one thing I want us to put in mind. That whatever the Lord promises, he will fulfill. Amen. He is going to fulfill. Whether it takes a hundred years, whether it takes two hundred years, he's going to fulfill. And lastly, if you read through verses 23 to 33 about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, how Abraham is pleading, how Abraham is begging the Lord. And what fascinates me is the Lord gave Abraham all his ears, like he listened to Abraham. Some of you would have been really been irritated. But the Lord listened to every word. He listened to how cunning Abraham was. And at the end of the day, we learn that the Lord is a merciful God. That for your own sake, he's going to save Sodom and Gomorrah. For one person's sake. That's just how much important. That's just how much value you add. That's just how much the Lord loves you. Do not let anyone ever lie to you otherwise. That's what I had for you today. Feel it sometime. Read Genesis chapter 18. Tell us what you have learned. You can write to us, email dailygracewithalat at yahoo.com or you can send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter at dailygracewithalan. We'd really love to hear from you. Do not forget the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. Almighty Father, I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for always being there for us. I want to thank you for listening to us. I want to thank you for guiding us. Today, Father, we ask you that may you give us the spirit to recognize your presence in everything and everyone around us. And may you also let us know that there's nothing that is too hard for you. Though sometimes we'll be going through different hardships and all that. May you give us the strength to know that you are the same Lord 
who fulfills his promises. The same Lord who fulfills his promise to Abraham, that you will fulfill your promise to us. We pray all this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.